Just a quick heads up as you get into this episode, sorry the audio is a little choppy, we're not sure what happened, it will make it a little difficult to listen to, but you can still get all the information that Shannon has to provide. Uh, again, we apologize for that, enjoy the episode. Welcome to this episode of Coming With Me Pressed. On this episode we have our Reiki Part 2 with Shannon Amberg, PhD and Reiki Master. We get into the depths more of what Reiki is, intuition, some of the things that we just didn't have time to quite get to in session one with Shannon. So we're really excited to get this one out. Uh, since this time and getting these out, uh, I've gone through a couple of Reiki sessions myself. It's very interesting. Um, the intuition part really does play a factor and a role as she really can kind of dig into some things that you might be feeling. Uh, from there, we talk about videoing those sessions where we're still working on the editing on that so those will be out hopefully sometime in the near future but it is really really interesting to get into the depths of what reiki is and what it can do for you so we highly recommend checking that out remember we are doing a mobility kit giveaway we'll try and get another post out um, later this week uh, or over the weekend of what that all entails uh, but it's a mobility kit with foam roller stretching band a couple mini bands to do some rehab couple balls and things like that all you need to do is go to your itunes or your podcast app uh, for apple podcast leave us a rating um, also leave us a review we'll read the review and shout you out uh, this winner is nick run is what the name is on it so if you can shoot us an email at info at clinicallypress.com um, and confirm yeah, on that, we will get the contact information from you and ship you out your free mobility kit. We truly appreciate it. Everybody keeps telling us that reviews are what does it for us. If you've heard any other podcasts, they always ask for it, so we figured we might as well do the same. But with that, please enjoy this episode, and we will catch you on the next one. are back with Shannon Amber following up from episode one and we had a great discussion introduction and covered some some of the main topics I would think and uh, there was a lot of topics that we could have dove into and probably been on an all-day episode but but uh, we saved some of them of them and we're back here for more to, to, to dive into the weeds a little bit more and mm-hmm. learn some more in depth and also at the end, we're going to um, kind of get a little bit of a pre-preview of what's to come because we have some other plans to, to follow up with Shannon and Joel and myself. So welcome back, Shannon. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. Good to have you. Yeah. Um, jump right in. Jump, jump right in. We'll, we'll get right into it. So <laughs> um, I guess just following up from before. So, so um, one, one of the things that I... I uh, was just curious about, about is um, throughout your journey through through here, you just mentioned too, that you don't know everything. You know, you're still learning, and I think that's just a, a continuous 
process for everybody. But have you become comfortable with, understood, and worked with your intuition, and then ruined your psychic abilities? Because I think that's something that is a little bit more unique to bring to the table. And then like you just mentioned, um, how you practice Reiki maybe isn't how somebody else practices Reiki. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of layers to the question there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll try to break it into pieces, um, and hopefully it'll be pretty clear. Um, I've always been intuitive since I was a small child. I didn't always know that, that that's what it was, and it wasn't something that was actively encouraged in my family. And um, I was raised in a, in a very devout Catholic family, and so there's a whole lot of discussion about what a seer is and is not, and um, how that um, may be not acceptable in terms of faith. Um, um, so it was not something that was encouraged for me to pursue or to develop, or not definitely not nurtured or in a way that um, I'm to do for my own children, uh, because they're very sensitive to. So um, it kind of kind of turned off in me for a long, long time. I remembered being um, very intuitive from a child, and then it kind of like disappeared for a little while. And it happens when, when you don't practice it, and um, if you don't have anybody encouraging you, because uh, it's like a muscle. And you guys know about emotional training, um, working with your body. Your intuition is something that you're born with. We all have it, um, but if you don't work with it, and exercise it, and practice with it. Um, it goes to sleep on you. Some people are born born wide open, and they'll always be that way. But we must have to work with it. You hone our abilities and to really become familiar with what it means to get intuitive inside, opposed to um, your brain make things up. So um, that was probably the hardest thing for me to work through as my intuition started to blossom again. Um, I'd always been somebody that. People would seek out to talk to, to me, and um, I, at first I found it really annoying, right? Cause, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just being honest, right? Because people you got enough stuff to yeah. leave me alone, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love I love people, and I love being able to help people, and I'm very empathic, right? So I feel and identify with other other feelings, especially if they're having my time. And a lot of people are like that; they feel the feelings of others around them and um, want want to help them feel better, but. I like people would just come find me and just want to sit me and tell me their story and I wouldn't have to say anything right like not even like what can I help you with right it would just be like they'd sit down and it was like therapy sessions and but for the longest time I thought, thought like am I, am I supposed to like is this what I do like am I supposed to study this or why do people feel comfortable um, and I would, would always have an answer for, for them and not really necessarily sure where it would come from. Um, at the time I didn't know, but now I understand why people are on to me because I have the natural ability to be a heal healer and, um, really listening and reflecting to them what they need to understand about themselves energetically. Um, I was doing that intuitively and didn't realize it. Um, so what was, the, what was in my mid-twenties, then I had some experiences where um, there, there were not necessarily traumatic, but um, heavy, like a lot of emotion, a couple of deaths in the family, and um, I can't remember if we talked about this before in the last episode, we're going into it again. <laughs> um, th those were kind of a shock to my system, and I was in graduate school anyway, working on my doctorate, so that was very stressful as well. And um, what happened is I 
uh, start seeing um, like shadows out of the corner of my eyes and feeling people around and then, and then a few times I had apparitions <laughs> up here in front of me right wow <laughs> and um it scared me I didn't, I didn't know what was happening and um but really really what it was, was just an, an opening of the sensitivity to um the spirit world and being able to see beyond the veil and so it didn't happen for me all the time um but did at the time that um, really freaked me out. So I needed to learn more about it. And once I started to, I got a mentor, a couple of mentors at that time to help me figure out what, what was happening. How do I work with it? So I wouldn't be afraid of that sensitivity. Um, and once I started to practice, like I would practice through, um, tuning in through meditation and just asking for to be shown what needs to be seen and then how does this apply to me um, so it's re it really like an active process of exploring what these abilities are and pretty soon after that I, would, I, would, I could see things happen they would happen and um, um, at key times seeing things like preventing an accident before it would happen and um, or anticipating someone's words, or knowing someone was going to arrive at the doorstep that they did. So, like those types of things started happening, where you just um, you feel the energy of something happening before it actually actually leaves, um, which is really really beneficial. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm very, very serious about working with my intuition then because I was curious, right? How, what, what the capacity for me to, to be able to own my skills? And um, if we all have this, then theoretically we should, should work with it regularly and become um, proficient at it. And it's a useful, um, it's a useful way to move through life too. Like you, you can get a lot of information about your situation, about the people you're in, in relationship with and understand them at a deeper level. Um, especially what's good for you and not good for you, right? And energy is being exchanged. Um, um, so, just practiced a lot. <laughs> I, um, I have several men mentors over the last 10, 12 years and all working on different skills. And um, eventually it just became a very, very uh, daily part of my life. Like, oh, I, I would tell you I live my life by, by intuition and probably 90% of the time. Um, checking in with my body and intuition first about decisions that I make or how I need to move through the day. And then I let my brain, you know, jump in and, and be more logical and analytical. So, um, and I can't tell you how much more in flow my life is when, when I do that because it's being led. Energy wants to lead us where we need to be. Um, so there's a little bit of faith, there, right? Like mm. spirituality in the process. It's also very, like, it's very physics in in that way too, right? Like energy is not created, it's destroyed, and it's just transformed, and everything energy, right? So, if we think about our thoughts and our behavior, and our feelings, and our bodies, it's just energy. It makes sense that we follow the flow of that and be led where we need to be um, taken to. Does that make sense? Kind of. No, it does. It does. <laughs> I was an example of like what you said, like your intuition throughout your day, because mm -hmm. obviously in a hyper connected go go world like if for most people the schedule set yeah it, it the thing just doesn't happen so yeah. you have like an example of like even like a compare and contrast to like how it used to be to like how it is and like how you utilize that i don't know that's the best way to say it yes but. it is so, so like um uh, maybe five years ago i, I would probably take the same day home every day from work 
and, and I now each time I get in my car I ask um, my body or I ask you know my intuition which way do I need to turn at the light today and um, and and I follow the intuition if it says you need to do your right today take a right and if it says you need to take a go straight I, I go straight right so I, I just question it anymore more hmm. um, there have been times when I have questioned it and not followed my intuition and I found it very quickly why so mm-hmm. like flat tire or almost hit a deer or you know those types so like the driving example right um, or I got held up for like 15 minutes Right. So you avoid Highway 16 at all costs, <laughs> south of Alaska. Yeah. No, sometimes I actually follow Highway 16, right, no. but I, I do, like, at that stoplight, I do ask, okay, which way do I have to turn today? Do I go straight or do I turn right? And um, and I try to, to listen to that, like, I, like I touch my body and my tuition first, rather than just following a pattern. And, and I, I do everything that way now. Hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And, and that, that that's something that is a practice, like, um, we're creatures of habit, right? So we operate really well um, in our patterns and our our heuristics that we put in place to help us post decisions. Because because otherwise we'd be like thinking about oh, too many things and get anything done. Because we'd be like actively making decisions all day long. Right. But yeah. for me, I've replaced a lot of that with okay, what 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 does my intuition tell me I need to do right now? And it's like rapid. Like when when I know that I just tune in. I'm like okay, this is what I have to do. Um, and it's the same with healing too. Very rarely do I stand over someone's, um, you know, body as they're laying on my table, and do I very rarely do think, okay, well, what do I have to do do first? It's uh, right away I'm told, you know, intuition will tell me, oh, you have to start here first, or you have to do this first, first or you have to prepare the body this way first, and it's all for a reason. Um, because things have to happen in a certain certain sequence, and everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So it's not, um, it's no longer a situation of, um, you know, using my, my brain inside what happens first and in what way it's, um, um, I'm led through the process. And really that's what psychic ability and intuition really is. It's like you're allowing information to come in and you look at it from an observer's standpoint and you decide what that means for you. So as opposed to like, being in your head about about it, right, and trying to analyze everything, it's a very different process, and you feel it through the heart and the plexus. So, uh, heart space is right there in the middle of the chest, and solar plexus is right at at the diaphragm, and you feel your intuition there, and you see um, see visually through through the forehead, um, rather than logically, you feel it. Like I know that's just a ton of stuff. <laughs> so over the years, I just really learned to do like feel feel through life as opposed to through life it doesn't abandon any logical or analytical thinking because i am trained as a scientist and it's very um helpful in the work that i do because i think about the connections that are made between energy and body kikikens and um how people are um integrating their own own original awareness with their condition so, um, plus, I've been able to learn how to talk to people in a way that they can understand. So, um, it's, it's just been a process of learning how to feel all of, all of that and be open to what comes in and trusting it. And then, as opposed to just to like really, really being in my head about what's happening. Mm-hmm. I could see that the benefit of going more in that direction. And for individuals, I just heard a statistic, and I don't know if they calculated it, but it was like, 
a person makes upwards of over 30,000 decisions a day, and mm-hmm. a lot of that may be just like, just decisions, like, meaning, meaning stuff, I could see that the taxing effect that that would have on, like, the, would never get the logical anywhere. mind. Yeah, so that's part of what I studied for my doctorate is um, um, heuristic um, rules um, um, that we put in place consciously and consciously so that we can actually make it through our day without having to consciously make their decisions. Because you'd never leave your house. Yeah. You would never leave your house. You hear it a lot with the high performers. You know, like uh, Zuckerberg is always the one who's like, where's the same thing every day? Yeah, it's easy. It's just one thing about it. Yep. There's, there's no, you All don't need patterns. to pick out. Like how you the like shirt matches is this shirt. Where I'll just you know, be all stuff all the time, and I don't have <laughs> to think easy. about it. Like we're wearing Wisconsin Badgers red shorts. And well, that's yeah. also so easy to forget to do something because you get into a habit. Like habits are a little bit different, but like the heuristic decisions, the thumb that you have, have um, they're, they're for everything too. It's um, choice of food, it's which direction you eat, it's what you put on. It, um, uh, you know, the order that you think is in the day-to-day, and it's very easy to forget something, um, something that's out of order, right? Because you're not thinking about it. It's like muscle memory. Mm-hmm. It's muscle memory for your brain. So, and intuition's um, a little bit different, and it's, it's, it's getting you to focus on how everything feels. It's not such a cognitive process. It's a very feeling-oriented process. And for some people, it's very visual and vivid in... Um, the clairvoyant way, um, which, you know, that it involves the brain, but it's also um, allowing information to come in and you could see it as opposed to make it up in your mind. It's a hard distinction. It's hard to describe it to somebody um, because it happens differently for all of us, but it's a really amazing, oh man, I'm so like, I would not go back to being asleep if it paid me $5 million. It's just an incredible life, way to live life. Even at this point? No, I don't think I could turn it off, right? And so it's one of those things, like, once you know, you can't unknow it, right? Once you know how it, it, it can work and how um, you can be guided. And, and it's like you get to tap into this. Well, we were talking about this well, a few days ago. We get to tap into this field of information that, that exists. And we all have access to it. Um, but it's whether or not you believe you can get up, up and then mine it for whatever it has for you. So it's full potential and guidance, and it's incredibly accurate. So that is the field of potential, all potentials, right? So anything that's possible for you, what you have access to. Oh, I know, this stuff is amazing, right? <laughs> so that was like really getting off into the weeds, though. Um, <laughs> abilities, psychic abilities. It's um, as I practiced more, it just became more accurate. But my big, biggest hurdle, hurdle um, um, like knowing this stuff was happy, happening for me, but then th- thinking, oh, that's not, not really happening, right? I'm making it up in my, my head. Um, so, so really trusting what you get about someone, you know, mm-hmm. reading their energy. Um, the hardest thing is trusting what you get. And so it caused, you have to be really vulnerable in that process because you have to act. This is, this is what I'm seeing in you. Does that make sense to you? And um, of course you don't want to be wrong, right? Because then right. You're like, people think you're crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the more that you open to it, the more accurate it becomes because you're you're not creating any obstacles for you to receive that information. And you're not, not as much in your head. So you won't like filter the information, overthink it and change it. Because um, sometimes spirit will speak in metaphors. 
and stories or examples of other people and you have to think you have to like look at that and understand okay what is that saying to me and you just have to verbalize it and someone say you know you say well i'm getting a picture of a dog running field and you know blah 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 and be like oh, that makes total sense i used to do that when i was a kid and, and i had this fondest memory of that right so the spirit will show you those things and then you have to just be like i don't know why i'm getting this, but this is what you need to know and it could, could make total sense to the person you're working on so I think that appealing to probably a lot of people to the untapped potential that you said everybody has access to it. Everybody. So, and I'm sure that it's maybe be more on an individual person's level what, what um, you know one person does maybe it's not it's not what the next has to do. But, but do you have general recommendations for uh, how to do tap, tapping that? into that? Yeah, yeah, there's so many resources, and I think, think um, the stigma around psychic abilities air quotes that's right. <laughs> Is becoming the one down <laughs> road or whatever. Rose Street. The, the psychic readings by by Gene. Oh, whatever. Oh. Ten dollars oh. per. Well, you might have to edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, so like in resor- in terms of resources that I'm thinking about, like, like there's a lot of people who, who are very very good intuitive psychic and write books about um, how you can do this yourself. How you start to practice. And um, in fact, one of the mentors that I had for a long, long time, she's a really well known author who, who, who one of her skills is writing book, like distilling this down to practice that anybody can do. And anyone be successful doing it, right? So there's a, a ton of book resources on how to, um, you know, start to work on intuition, how to do things like getting channeled guidance through writing, where you're, where like essentially your soul writes through you on paper, and you watch it happen. I know it sounds totally wild, but it's really cool when it happens. Um, or just to really open up to allow that information to come in. So that, I mean, I mean, you know, I can get a list of books too, but. Um, that can be available to anybody listening, but um, it's, it's there, and there are people that do, do a lot of mentoring too. It was easy for me to find mentors, and um, and it's really about growth, right? This is about you expanding your soul, be able to listen to guided guided from yourself. Like if you think about us as being many layers, you know, the human form is just one layer, right? One level of us, which is like. like you know, multitude of layers above us that, that go way up high to the, the realms. Are we getting too far? Esoteric, <laughs> right? So you get to listen to those aspects of yourself. It's all about how you get to grow as a soul when you're in a human body. And really, because the human body is the only thing that expires, but the soul doesn't. That energy does not. Oh, are we segueing? Uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect segue. Did you try that? I, I'm just, honestly, before we started, I just asked whether the right words come to me. So... This is how we're, we're doing working. it. <laughs> <laughs> so that just right into the next uh, rabbit hole, I guess. Yes, mm-hmm. no, we kind of didn't want to dive in last time, but you get talking about the soul and the human experience of that. That like, could you dive into like our bare the, like existence as soul and your understanding of how that, how that works? Yeah. So, so I mean, first of all, it's like this is you know. You know, and in this iteration, as a soul living human experience, and what I've been, been able to understand in my limited, um, you know, my limited form right now, um, the first I, sh- I need to mention, like the book *Journey of Souls* by Michael Newton, uh, it was a game changer for me. It's so nice to really develop my intuition or, or back up. And, and um, he's, he's a clinical 
I think he's a clinical psychiatrist who specializes in um, regression therapy for trauma release and phobia release and um, things that were not could not be explained medically, um, but were still happening for people. And so he perfected the um, technique for regressing people through their life, their timeline, to look at different parts of their experience to see where trauma may have been embedded that would create um, emotional challenges. Um, what happened for him, though, though is his class client started to go beyond the time of birth and into, to, like, beyond conception into the space yeah look at your face uh, into this space um called the life between lives and all of his clients described this this place in this in this way so and he has done hundreds of case study studies yeah so now he trains people on how to use this method for healing at the soul level so if everything's energy and you experience um, um, things as a soul, and uh, what we're assuming is that we live multiple, multiple lives as multiple people, people or millennia, right? So, so people may have a problem with reincarnation. Um, but in terms of my belief system, what, what I've experienced my, myself, um, and re remembering who I've been, totally blows your mind, <laughs> and then just working on clients, seeing what they've experienced and the energy they carry with them currently. Um, this book, book describes how, as a soul, you go through this process of going home each time after death to review what you've been through and then to plan the next iteration, including you go through some deep healing and you reunite with your family. So um, this thing that we do on Earth is school, right? So we come and learn lessons. And let's understand it. Again, this book was a game changer because I was always searching answers. I was just that little girl sitting in church, you know, five years old, listening, sitting there, telling us the whole story. And then when I read this book, it was like, oh, oh, that makes that's it. That makes sense, right? There's so much, so much, much to it. There's some more of our experience, and it's um, iteration after iteration because we set ourselves up up to specific lessons and to grow. Like the impetus is to grow as a soul to become as advanced as we need to where we don't have to keep going back to school which that's what we're working toward so we can be doing this you know well most, most of us have done this hundreds of times right, right. Lots of times but those people that have been doing it for a long time um they get it to a certain level we don't have to come back they don't, don't want to but when they choose to come back it's usually because they're going to be a catalyst for other people's growth more of like, more of like, like catalyst, big scale catalyst, or like or they're really doing it to help other people at that point, as opposed to grow their own soul. That was a lot right there, too. <laughs> yeah. God, so yes, Journey of Souls is a good place to start, and yeah. he has like four books where he did just um, hundreds of case studies, and it's just fascinating, and he's a scientist by training, and this started happening for him, and it was like, what is this going on? And then when different clients were giving him pieces of the bigger hole he was actually able to picture of what space between lives looks like i've had one had one of the regression therapies done before two of them and it's, and it's astounding it's astounding yes Make, makes you wonder who you were before huh? oh i could tell you stories <laughs> oh my god i just got back from a trip to arizona and i had the most palpable experience of who i was you know 500 years ago and um 
I know. Oh my God, this sounds so nutty. But um, I knew it to be true because I could feel it. And um, I remembered things after that happened, right? So um, and when we get to remember those experiences that we have, because remember, it's imprinted in our soul energy. Um, like we get to pull that, pull that knowledge wisdom into our consciousness in this life. So it, it's like exponential growth, right? And then we can release that energy that from that experience if it's traumatic. As soon as we recognize it, um, we see it for what it is, and we're able to let it go. So sometimes people carry on from past lives that's traumatic and that issues for them. In fact, I just worked on a woman who has, who has had a chronic nerve issue in her leg where she feels like it's always burning. And I hadn't been able to figure it out for a long, long time, but like, like this last session I had on her, we, we had back enough layers of stuff where I started working on her and I got a very, very vivid image of her uh, in period dress. Um, and she was in a fire and her dress caught her fire and burned her leg. And um, there, there were some other things that had happened in that life, but she, she since had three other people very that same story. They don't know me. Dang. Yeah. And like within four days, three other people had said the same thing to her. So I think we got down to what happened to her in that experience. And hopefully she's able to, to release that trauma. Because there were some really like consequential things that happened. She had a lot of loss in that she couldn't save, save some people that needed to save. And so that was like she was wearing that as like a a reminder of right and um of karma is the best word for that but so we're hoping that that, that nerve of pain will start to dissipate now that she's very aware of what happened and she can do some releasing work around forgiving herself in that time i wow. know be really interested to hear i know i'm so like i can't wait, wait to see her next time but um, did, did that, I guess, does that answer the question? Is the existence of souls? We do this, this over and over again. And there are times that we can remember what we've done and been. And sometimes it's just a split second. But I've been in sessions where I've, I've had one on me. And I'll remember three or four of them at a time. And it'll just be little wisps, but I'll see it very clearly and it'll, it'll go. And there, there will be an emotional risk after this. So, again, being open to it. Sometimes we dream about these two. We dream about what we used to be. Hmm. Those are the ones that are vivid. Hmm. I don't know that I can recall any of those. No, no, that was interesting because I re even remember growing up, like, like thinking of the. Cause I'm not, not religious in and of the fact that like I was like raised up in mm -hmm. Lutheran church and did the whole thing and did all that. Never really give a like extra thought about it like i don't go to church now like i don't mind i'm like one of those that maybe goes the once a year here if i have to go to my brother um i'm that service the the church one um so doing well in that you're honesty it's just so appreciated yeah well but again it's not it's not i actively think about but i still remember as like wondering so when you die is that just it? Oh, is it just black? Is it done? Black. Like, but even though I was like, well, if it's like that, how would you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like you're there. Like, yeah. but then I was like, well, what if you do know and you just lay there and it's just dark and that would suck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But those were the thoughts I had in my like, mm -hmm. you know, not that I. 
again, I haven't given this too much thought or it's done a lot of deep reading on it, but it was yeah. just, well, I was like, okay, so if you do go on and, and you know, the whole process of like going to heaven and whatnot, mm-hmm. just, just a version of what you're talking about mm-hmm. and somebody's interpretation of that. Um, so that was really interesting to hear, and God, I'd be really interested in it. Yeah, you should check out that book. I actually think that will that'll get added to the list. It did. I think it you'll appreciate how he writes it because he's very um, he's very clinical about how he goes about uh, his research. And I, that, I mean, I was doing my doctorate at the time that I was reading mm-hmm. it, so I needed something like that. Right. Um, and now, of course, I'm very open intuitively, and so. I'm able to tell with discernment what feels good, good and true, um, and right. Not, I mean, right. I don't really, really like, but like what feels good in terms of truth right, about right the bigger enough. existence. Uh, what um, but what I found out that was really, really helpful to have. That. There's another called "Many Lives, Many Matters" by Brian Weiss. Um, same deal. A little skeptic, clinical psychiatrist. Had one client who. Um, she was the case, man. She had all these phobias and crazy things that were happening to her that were unexplained. And um, he was kind of part of her last-ditch effort to uh, fix herself. And um, he'd started doing regression therapy on her. And what he started doing was she was she started going to life after life after life, different existences. And each time she did that, she used a phobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was... They were keeping her, having her, like, relive those experiences, and she was able to release that energy, like, resolution about it. It's really interesting, like, I mean, if we think about what energy is, I mean, you you can't destroy it, right? It's got to go somewhere, and if we're a soul, which is just a collection of particles of energy, um, that that stuff comes with us. All of that is imprinted into our our soul DNA, and then we we carry it into the body that we have. It's so wild. Yeah, I want to read that quantum physics book that mm. Kevin Schultz recommended. Just Ooh, what is it? I'd have to go back and look it up, and then I could. Um, I don't know. He's not very out there, but he's a conditioning coach by training. But he's always curious about stuff, and he recommended it. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, he said it was just baffling, but yeah, like really interesting. Top. But also, yeah, but also like very easy to read. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't so dense that you couldn't get into it. Oh, well, I just I showed you the truth of the pen. Um, yeah, your, you eyes, your eyes were like dinner plates when you watched that. <laughs> so. Now, the whole phobia thing's got me, and this would be completely out of the ballpark and coming with that. that like Tony Robbins, familiar? Mm-hmm. It's like his whole neuro linguistic programming and mm-hmm. being based off of that. Like, like, how does that come in with anything? And, and I know it's not necessarily. A, this in any way but i just in terms of phobias or even like personalities as i've heard him talk about like getting down to the course of somebody in, in that art and mm-hmm. almost i don't know the best word for it like like making or you that's what when i'm doing energy work on somebody um and what i happen to be able to hone in on is the the root of the condition and it's always emotional which so, so when i first started doing the work i was like gosh, gosh i'm only getting i only see the emotions that are in the body I, like why can't i like medically intuitively see the condition and now it makes perfect sense to me because i don't need to see the physical condition and that somebody's experiencing anything. i only need to see the emotion and it'll make a lot more sense 
um, as you start to dismantle or, or unlock what's there. And as soon as somebody becomes aware of, oh, you have anger or resentment stuck in your heart, that's really like eating away at physical heart and calcifying it, right? Where we talk about what it is you're so angry about and you release it. Um, for me, like I finally realized, I don't need to see everything that's going on in the body because the root is the most important. And if I can help them dismantle the, the the stuck energy of the heavier emotion that's there, then we're we're attacking it where it needs to be, right? Not, not attacking is not a great, great word, but we're addressing mm-hmm. it. And, and then you can, you can dissipate the problem uh, without it having to come back, provided the client does the homework they need to do, right? There's a lot of energy work that they do on their own by addressing the patterns that they have and actually asking the questions to do the healing. Again, just, just to reiterate, I don't do, do the work for for I just get their body to, to sort of energy and move in it. It gets, it gets um, um, more prepared to do the work themselves. So I bring their body to a state where they're receptive to the work, they're less afraid to do the work, they're more ready to do the work, they're less stressed. And um, so it gives, it gives them courage in a lot of ways. Um, and, it, and it gets energy moving so it's easier to do what needs to go. Otherwise, you don't look at the emotion of it. Um, you look at the root of it. It's like putting a ba- bandaid bullet hole, right? It won't work. Mm-hmm. You gotta take the bullet out, right? And stitch it up. So, um, it's yeah, that's the easy way for me to describe how it happens. Um, but but again, getting back to your point, you have to, you have to dismantle what's there so you can re- you can rebuild from the ground up in a healthier way. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally rad. <laughs> I have to cool, cool to be you guys. <laughs> no <laughs> arguments <laughs> there. That is cool. Oh, so yes, many, many masters and new souls are key. Name changers just for me, but it made sense. So it was like I was remembering what it, remembering what it was like to do, do this over and over again. It triggered something in, in me, so it may, may trigger some, something and people are listening, or at least, or at least makes in some way. With the, um, like you talked about, about with the energy and just like, like uh, you know, that that little dead space or not the dead space, but that uh, period <laughs> kind of <laughs> like between your your lives. The transition yeah. period. The, the, the transition yeah. period, right. And then um, it, t- it sounds like it's like, like a person and then a person and a person. So what happens? Between? But not only between, but like for a, a giraffe or a... <laughs> Oh. A cat or a dog. All the animals. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> or, or like a tree, tree yeah. and like a plant material because yeah. you have energy there. Well, well. That's a great question. And so this is something that I haven't done like a whole lot of, you know, reading and familiarizing myself with, but everything does have energy. My understanding is you have different levels of consciousness, right? Right. So, um, like, I don't, I don't know the, there's, there's terminology for this and, and I'd it's definitely not something I'm super familiar with because I focus on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but but how, how, like the energy of a tree um, and the energy of a rock and, and you know inanimate objects are also living things that are um, not at the same consciousness level to human soul is. Their process is different, right? They're imbued with energy because well, one something is living, but but also like things that are inanimate are made out of energy too, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's a different type of existence. It's, it's a different type of um, of journey. It's not so much journey as it is. It is like it's being, right? It's made out of energy, and those are things that's created and transformed, right? Um, souls, 
it's it's a little more complex, right? It's about um, oh, but boy, we're gonna get really into it. <laughs> so, uh, human souls or souls in general, um, they're aspects of the one source of all, right? So this is getting to the spirituality of it. Again, this isn't religion; it's just spirituality. Um, and people have a lot of different interpretations of what this is, but um, the the thing that it is most commonly said is that we're all s the s from the same source. We're just fragments of source that are different expressions because source wants to learn about it itself. And so source wants to grow, right? So we're set at about the universe on this journey to grow through different iterations, grow as so individual souls, but we're, uh, we're constantly on the move to get back to source, which is the point where we don't need to keep incarnating anymore. We can make that choice if we've gotten to the level of enlightenment mm. and going back to source. So animals are kind of this, you know, like they're, they're like this in between, right? Um, they have consciousness. Like people can communicate with animals and, and, and I'm not super great at it, but I definitely pick up, up on like the impact feelings of animals. Um, but they're like, they're not at the same consciousness level as humans old are, or, or like um, higher, higher energy, mm -hmm. like that. But, but they are conscious, and um, their path is a little bit different. And I don't have a great way to articulate, but I understand it as they come as like helpers, right? Um, as teachers too, and then as like they have have their own thing going on as energy that exists and things that are created to. Um, as worlds evolve, right? So like th things are set in motion on Earth, and Earth has, you know, species have evolved on Earth to become lots of different, different things. It's like, it's like their own thing going on, their own journey, but it's not necessarily to achieve enlightenment as part of the source, right? Aspects of source, but it's not necessarily soul growth as much as it is as part of creation. That's how I understand it. Got it. And a lot, a lot of times, like animals, you know, like horses, and um, you know, animals that are friends to us, you know, even wild animal energy is different than domesticated energy. It's very clear that um, domesticated animal energy, they're like companions, right? And there's the there's these soul connections that happen. And wild, wild, wild animals, from my perspective, is like they're just doing their thing. It's like they've got their stuff to do. It's part of, part of how life works to create this landscape of what we experience. So different journey, different level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. I know I need to do more reading on that. I, mean, I can only fit so much into my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's something totally that is very, very that. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, 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 I just got back from Arizona and man, and the rocks just glow there. Right? Like I can see the aura of a lot of things. But when I was, when I was there, everything had an aura and the rocks glow. That doesn't necessarily mean that the rocks have consciousness at the level we do. They're made of energy and you can see that energy emanating, which is totally rad. I got to show you mm. some pictures. Yeah. I took the photo capture images, so it's really, really neat. Um, I should show you those pictures. Well, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could, I <coughs> captured my own aura, which is amazing. Um, so it's just, a, it's, a, it's just a different configuration. Like we're on a journey to learn and grow and go back to source. Um, other things in animal object and animals have a different thing going on. Got it. Yeah. Well, it makes, I read a book called, it, the name is kind of funny. It's called The Brief History, A Brief History of Everything. Oh, by I've heard of the, uh, Is that Bill Bryson? I think it's Ken Wilbur. Ken Wilbur. Okay. It was super, super dense. And so it was such a subtle read, but it was good. It just, you had to, had to pull your way through it. Yeah. It's almost like, like you had to let it sink in, but it, 
it really helped explain things well cool. for me. And it sounded similar to what you were kind of describing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of kind of how we describe this as like a tra- transcend include. So as like you go through the levels, like you transcend that on that level, but you, then you kind of include everything you have to that, to that point. And like you, you know, you just kind of keep, yeah, keep our, going. Yeah, our pathways are different. Like we're, as soul, we're meant to go from not just, we're at 3D right now, you know, in our bodies. We're meant to go on that 3D, 5D, 6D, 7D, you know, we know that there are multiple dimensions because uh, quantum physics is, you know, established already. Um, our path is to go that direction. And, and it, that's not the path for everything. Like some things are just meant to just be involved. If kind of in an experiment how can life flourish in the universe and, and we know it's statistically improbable and probably impossible that we are not alone right so we imagine there are a lot of worlds out there that have different experiments going on how life is evolving so it's just a pathway and we as souls are on a journey to see how far we can get and we'll get there we will we'll get there whether we remember that in each life is a question, mm-hmm. um, but it inevitably we'll get there because that's what we're—that's our purpose to go back to source. It's so fun to think about that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's kind of mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. So we we could really talk about the truth of the very since of souls for like hours and hours, <laughs> and hours. But like I would just tell people to start with a couple of um, digestible books and. Um, Probably not something too fluffy, like like the two examples I gave are really good because there are people, people who try to do clinical research in a very responsible case study way. And so that adds some definite legitimacy to the process. Um, and, and they're just things that are undeniable, right? Un- undeniable. And, and um, it's easy for me to say that now because this, this is the life I live in. Um, so, so I just like to help people understand that when they're open to it. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there's a lot to discover. For sure, <laughs> for sure. Do you have any other questions at all, or, or, or nothing burning that I'm as we move forward with more interaction? Right, did, right. Did, did we? I see on the sheet here it says, you know, what's it like to do energy work on somebody like reading a book of their life? I can't remember. Did we address that last time? Oh yeah. Um, I think we, think we talked about right, it a little yeah, bit. Right, yeah. What is that like? <laughs> <laughs> this could be a we good transition a into right. what yeah. it is as time wise for yep, everybody. Yeah. So um, it's fascinating. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to ask another nope. question? Yeah. Um, every person is different. Uh, to start a session, the way I'm always asking to be shown what needs to be seen. Um, for that per- person's healing for that. And remember, I say that healing happens in layers, and what needs to come up first is what's seen first, and we discover what what's down deeper. And per person is different how much they need or um, don't need. And then, uh, so then, what's like, it's just so wild. I, I, I can just stand next to somebody, and as soon as I can get my hands over them, I can fe- feel the texture of their energy, and have temp- temperature, it'll have. Sometimes I just see the color, but not always. Um, actually, pretty rarely. Um, feel the texture of it, I feel the heat of it, it'll like be buzzy, or jagged, or smooth, and um, a, lot of, a lot of times I see light moving through my body, and I can see where it gets stuck. And then I look at those pieces where the energy pooled up, and it'll cold or hot, depending on what's happening there. Um, and I'll ask what's happening. And that's when I'll get 
the feeling like, or I'll get a movie clip like played in my mind like it's it's like a watching a movie of their life or sometimes it's just like open book and paging through like okay what's happening here and so I'll be shown those things in different different ways and of course it's up to figure out like okay how do I interpret that or um, most of the time, time I just have to say oh, this is what I'm seeing and then and that comes out with the client like oh that makes sense to what this is representing and um, um so it's it's crazy because I'll see it and I just go with I trust what I see and then then I will say how do you know this how do you, I don't don't you don't know you know you, you know this about me and all I can say is your body is telling me like I wave looking at what's in your body and reading like it's a book and it tells me what it's to be said and heard so that you have the opportunity to heal, heal so you can feel better. So, um, <laughs> no, it's just wild. I mean, it just comes knowing, it comes as a feeling, and it comes as, like, like images and um, uh, um, examples. Like, like, I'll see anything from my, my life, and I'll know immediately, like, oh, is this, oh, is this Like, I'm seeing this from my life. Is this happening for you? And they'll be like, yes, yes, it is. almost yeah. exactly. So, spirit uses lots of different ways to communicate to you. And when someone's energy isn't open running, Sometimes I'll see the wisp, like a block, come undone, and I'll white energy just wisp out, and they'll feel it when it happens, and which is really pretty cool when that when, when they can feel it. Um, and when everybody, when their energy is run away, it needs to. It's like rivers of light just crisscrossing through the body. And um, I don't always see it with my, my physical eyes, although it's happening more and more, and more that I get to get to see it with my physical eyes. Um, mostly it's like an image that comes in my mind and when I see it flowing all the way down through the up through the head that's when I know we've done our work um, until I can see it I go back to, to the places that need the addressing so it's really cool. I it wish cool. I wish people could like mind meld with me, yeah, right? And be able to like see it. Because it it's just really fascinating. It makes life so magical, right? Like to be able to see that and be tuned into it. it, it, it. Oh, there's so, so much more that we have access to about how things work for us. And um, we're just scratching the tip of the iceberg. Really, really. Is that like the correct metaphor? I don't know. Scratching the surface, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The tip of the iceberg. You got to start somewhere, yeah. <laughs> you scratch it before the tip. Yeah, so it's really, really cool. It just like, like more things come online for me, and really what I do is that I just, if something new comes up, I'll usually ask, you want me to do what? And then, then <laughs> I know it's like an internal dialogue that I have, but something new that I haven't been asked to do before. Um, but it's like I go to school every time I work on someone. So that's a great segue into <laughs> what we got coming here. Joel, do you want to dive in a little bit? Yeah, I mean, so obviously if you're listening to, to this one, we've you check out the first one uh, to get the whole theory of it. But again, it's not being someone, myself, that's overly spiritual and has a heavy dose of skepticism with a lot, a lot of things. Um, we decided that we would want to turn this into a little mini-series and trying to go through an experiment with it and <laughs> just get a feeling for it because for me I've never done anything close to this like I don't as much as I hear you should meditate I have not tried it um, it's really good for you yeah and I keep getting it <laughs> go, go back to air and the thing with yeah. the birds and um, that whole, whole bit. but you know, I think I, I, 
um, the whole point of this is to kind of introduce it, and then also for people who I know, as soon as this comes out, sit there and be like, well, I know how he is, like, if I get something out of it, then I, if, I feel like there will be other people, like, well, maybe it's something worth checking into, hmm. just because how people know me. Um, but I'm really curious about the, like you were saying, where you'd like this image or you, you know, watch a movie or a book, like to really yeah. know, like to see like what you're, because <laughs> again, how does the skepticism here with yep. a lot of things, you get people that do cold reading, reading, whatnot, and you mm-hmm. can, you can pick out just enough off of people oh, as yeah. they start giving things, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. a skill and a technique and I'm not saying what you do is that at all. I'm just curious, curious to, like to hear the detail you get that's going to be fascinating for me and something i'm really looking forward to and just just you're making me nervous see (laughs) i mean it it, just it it is it's a major curiosity Mm -hmm. so um we're looking to get that started in sequence um coming up here after the episode is really really but Doing a couple of different sessions with myself and Kyle going going in for Eve, the spiritual tune-up, as you like to. Yeah, I mean Reiki. Refer to it. Yeah, Reiki. He just hasn't had any Reiki for a spin. I, I probably need more tune-up too, too. But so yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll I mean, be good. you know, just like a boost. It's been a few, it's been a few months since oh, I've yeah. seen you on my table. But, um, yeah, you can't can't have too much of it. Of it, it's, it's only good good stuff, and um, it will only make you feel better, more relaxed, and calm. So, um. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that's been beneficial, and um, so um, this is exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to. It. Yeah, so what can expect is, is a lot of insight from, from myself and just what I've experienced and to go through it, and then also from Shannon and trying to really dive into what she's seeing from me, which I'll give her full green light to do that. Um, we'll hold the caveat of what happens in the room may or may not stay in the room depending <laughs> on what comes out. So uh, we'll. we'll Put that on, with a big It's also just pe- petrifying to think what it potentially be. I'm, I won't lie. It is. Oh, it's not scary. It's its own. In a good way, it is. It just possibly could come out of that, which, is, again, is a curious thing and really something that I would look forward to in it. But also, it's just like, holy hell, like, well, what's going to no. happen here? That raises a really good question, though, too, because people get really nervous or scared the first time they see me because they think I'm going to tell them something that's, um, you know, quote, unquote, quote, bad or scary. And, and you know, 98% of the time, I don't tell them anything they don't already know about themselves. I think that's the part that I'm sitting there and like, oh, shit. Like, what's, what's going to yeah, happen? So like, does it confirm it? And, and well, that's the, the thing. Yeah, like, that's a good thing. When, when you do this, this healing, it works at the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. So, so it's what your soul wants to show you about your own growth and um, what you get to risk and let go of so you can grow. And so you have to, there's, there's a certain willingness to be able to face your shadows, right? Like what, what you have, what you know you have to talk to away and you're willing to lean to a little. And sometimes it's something we're not um, totally conscious of, but we have, you know, the niggling that it's there. We get away for a really long mm-hmm. time. And when we do that, it just, it, it's there. It won't go away because we avoid it and we just say we're not going to look at it. Um, it. It stays there until we're ready for it. But each person comes to that readiness at their own time. And then you can make a choice based on how ready to heal it. So, um, I, I, I hardly tell people, I mean, sometimes I'll tell people, like, 
you're gonna have a baby and they're like what <laughs> like, i get that kind of like, i get those kind of reads on people and so that can be surprising sometimes right. for people but most of them it's like i tell them something about themselves and, and they like you can see the recognition on face like they know and so that's, that's even more powerful because that shows them they already know that about themselves right and for me as total stranger to say you, you have that going on that's a reality check, right? Like, okay, no, it's time for me to check that. Superior. It's time for me yep. to look, look at it and it's time to actually heal so I can grow. So it's a really powerful experience that way. I hardly ever tell people something they don't know about themselves on some level. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But I do try to offer a perspective that makes the work less scary or daunting for them, right? It's a really empowering experience, mm-hmm. um, which is helpful for any healing journey. Sweet. I can't, can't yeah. wait to work on no, you. No, it'd be good. I think it should be really, really interesting. Man, man, if I blew you in with that pendulum big, <laughs> you're in for it. We'll see how it goes. Oh, and so we'll get a video of this pendulum trick. Right? So guys, for sure. Listening, yeah. see it, but it, it's it's rad. You can like there is no limit to how you can command your energy to do what you need to do. So you you absolutely do have the ability to heal your own body if you actually your mind to it. That's awesome. Wait. Yep. yep. Thank you, Shannon. Oh, this is so fun. Yeah. yeah. No, appreciate it. It's been good to talk about. Yeah. It has been fun. I'm looking forward to what's yeah. to come too. So. Me sure. too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So of course I'll have some book recommendations, obviously, for available and, and questions that you know we need need to follow up on. It's amazing. I'm ready. Awesome. Well, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for checking out this episode of Clinically Pressed. Go to clinicallypressed.com for full show notes and links to everything that we covered in this episode. While you're there, you'll have full access to all our episodes, insights, and shorts. You can find Clinically Pressed on YouTube or any podcast outlet that you use. If you could give us a rating, thumbs up, or a review on how we're doing, we would greatly appreciate it and heard it helps out quite a bit. To get more free content delivered straight to your inbox, sign up for the Total Athletic Therapy newsletter at totalathletictherapy.com or clinicallypressed.com. You'll get direct links to all the new Clinically Pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated, simple, and optimized performance. Thank you for listening, and see you next episode.